3: What up everybody? This is Rob Brant. And this is Rick Brant. And we are the Brothers Brant. And we are coming at you live with uh,
1: this quarantine. We got content after content. This is episode 14 with Zach Granite, who just signed a minor league deal with the New York Yankees. And he's vying for a sp- starting spot for the New York Yankees. Um, We had an awesome time in uh, episode 13 with the godfather of tickets, Ram Silverman, and we're excited to have Zach on the line with us. And Zach, welcome to the pod, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. Very cool. And we are, well, we're excited to have you. Thanks for carving out some time during this quarantine. Hopefully it's something new and some other people to talk to other than like your wife and the walls in your house. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's definitely nice to uh to definitely talk to some people, see new faces. Man, uh-huh. I can't wait to I can't wait to get back outside and you know, talk to people. So I'm a high I feel like I'm a high energy guy, so so me being cooped inside with uh, nothing to do is, isn't the best for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely yeah, I don't think it's good for anybody. And a quick shout out to Eric Metal for making this happen. Got to plug that five-star flooring right there. Um, but, oh, that's um, my floor guy right there. That's my floor guy. So three <laughs> <laughs> so ads for Eric Metal. <laughs> so, um, all right. So just to get into this, uh, introduce uh, Zach. And I'm going to turn things over to Rick. Zach is from Staten Island, New York. He went to high school at Tottenville, played for the Pirates, won a championship in high school. Then he crossed the bridge to come over to New Jersey, had a stellar college career at Seton Hall University and started as a freshman. He was drafted in 2013 by the Minnesota Twins in the 14th round. And he progressed through their farm system, which we'll get into. And he made his major league debut in 2017. He's been on the Twins, he was on the Rangers, and then he just came home to New York to sign with the Yankees, which is very exciting.
3: Zach, yeah, like Rob said, thanks for being here on the podcast. You've got a uh, pretty fantastic resume of baseball accomplishments, and I think that's what we want to dive into. We want to hear all about your journey to the big leagues and where you're at now with things. But before we get to current day, we want to take it back to the island and find out what things were like growing up in Staten Island, you know, just miles away from Yankee Stadium. Tell us a lot about your middle school and then maybe going off to high school and, and that youth journey of playing the game you loved.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I had a great childhood growing up in New York. Um, You know, I'm very proud, proudly, you know, from Staten Island, Um, you know, proudly say that that's my hometown. Um, You know, and I had a great childhood growing up. I mean, we used to go to Yankee games all the time. Um, You know, from, I lived on a, a dead end block, so not a lot of traffic. We had the basketball hoop right outside and literally like straight across the street from my house was a park. So we used to play baseball. I mean, you know, that's, those were the days where, you know, video games really weren't, they were popular, but not as popular. I mean, we used to ring people's doorbells. Hey, let's go, you know, we're going to go play football. We're going to go play sports. So I was like always outside, always playing something. And uh, kind of credit that, that field that I played at, um, growing up because if you if I pulled the ball it would go into the the trees and it would be foul so that's kind of why you know I had to stay up the middle so that's kind of how I you know learned how to do that so it was actually you know pretty cool pretty cool doing doing that and going back and uh you know it was just it was a great childhood um you know my I had my brother who was 3 years older than me and I used to play with his friends which I think really helped me out cuz I was always the young guy but um you know they they, they were tough on me I mean they, it wasn't like you know it, it wasn't like they would take it easy because I was a younger kid. So I was always, you know, um, playing with kids older than me. And it helped me become the player I am, you know, now because, um, you know, I was always playing with older competition and and, and kids that are, you know, when when you're that age, the older you get, the better you are and the stronger you are. So uh, it was good for me to learn from from him and his friends. And, uh, you know, it kind of brought me into high school and then into college and, you know, into Pro Bowl. So I feel like I had a, a head start on everybody growing up with an older brother.
3: Yeah, definitely having the older siblings can uh, help with one's development. I've seen that a bunch in sports and really cool to hear about. I like you uh, talking about staying up the middle and uh, just because (laughs) of the dynamic of the field you grew up playing on because of the trees probably overhanging. Yeah, I mean, it was like you had the street to the left and you had
2: the the forest to the right. So you had to stay pretty much up the middle. That was the only way to to hit the ball well. So, uh, you know, to keep the ball fair. So um, it was it was it was fun, man. I mean, I grew up, I grew up on, on the field. So, uh, quick, quick, funny story. I was so young. Um, my brother, you know, we're playing, playing ball. I'm, 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 you know, really young, you know? So I'm playing with my older brother and his friends and, uh, you know, little Zach had to go to the bathroom. So I, I took a piss on second base holding him holding my, my glove. So it was just a, you know, and everybody's like, what is this kid doing? So it was, it was a, Pretty, you know, it's just like
3: I—I was just, you know, being a kid and growing up in Staten Island. I mean, it was—it was awesome. Who were some of your favorite players, big leaguers that you always looked up to and admired? Um, so I mean, obviously, growing up a Yankee fan
2: during that time, you know, you have the core four. I mean, Derek Jeter was, I think, everybody's favorite player. Um, just a stand-up guy and everything he did, and you know, who who wouldn't want to be Derek Jeter as a kid growing up in New York in the '90s? You know, so, I mean, it's, it's, he was my favorite player, you know, by far, even though I was a lefty, I played shortstop in uh, little league. So, you know, I, I wanted to be the first lefty shortstop to ever play the infield, you know, to play shortstop. And um, I remember asking my dad when I was young, I was like, dad, do you think I, I could do that? Play be the first lefty shortstop ever? He's like, you can do whatever you want. So, I mean, it was kind of cool. Like, um, you know, playing short, you know, playing the same position Jeter did and, uh, my uniform back in the day when I was young had the pinstripes, too, so it was like you know I kind of felt like I was him. But um you know, once I started moving to the outfield and you know played center field, uh, once they told me, you know, you can't try out for your high school team at shortstop, you got to go to the outfield." So uh, um, you know, I started following Bernie Williams, uh, and then kind of, you know, after it was him, and then you know Brett Gardner, so uh, I kind of you know played similar games to his style. And um, meeting him was, was really cool for me, uh, meeting Brett Gardner. Um, you know, once you get to that age and, you know, once you realize, you know, I, I could actually – I have a chance to, to play professional baseball. Um, you know, a lot of my teammates in college are like, dude, you are Brett Gardner. So it was kind of cool um, actually meeting him. And he's one of the coolest guys I've ever met and uh, just an all-around fabulous uh, player, honestly. So um, it was really cool.
3: I love hearing that. That's so sweet and full circle that you're now a part of the Yankee organization. I know Rob's going to get into that with you in a little bit. I want to hear about your days at Toddenville with the high school championships. And I know they have some tradition with baseball there. There's been a couple of big leaguers that have made it to the pro level, hasn't there?
2: Yeah. uh, I mean, there's a couple of guys that got drafted and um, obviously Jason Marquis, who had a fantastic career there. Uh, you know, he was a first-round pick out of Tottenville, and then, um, you know, he played uh, a, a lot of years in the big leagues. So, I mean, you got to give it to him. He was drafted by the Braves, I believe. Um, you know, kind of made his way around the big leagues with a couple of different teams, but ha- has an all-star appearance. So, I mean, he, he had a pretty good career, and uh still believe he lives in Staten Island, which is pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it it was great, great playing there. I mean, uh, it was kind of a no-brainer for me to go there. My mom um, was a teacher there, and um, she was the ESL coordinator. And uh, my brother was the starting center fielder for them his senior year, which was my freshman year. So kind of helped me take the reins. And um, he ended up winning a a city championship as a senior, and um, I ended up winning a city championship as a senior as well. So uh, just pretty cool. Pretty cool memories there. And, um, you know, we, we, we had a really good high school team. I mean, um, we had a couple of guys go D1. And, you know, for Staten Island, small little town with wood bats, you know, we dominated a lot of teams uh, because, you know, we used wood in high school. So, you know, I mean, when, not that metal is, is cheating or anything, but you get away with a couple, you know, you get away with not hitting the barrel as much um, in high school with a, with a metal bat, you know, cause the ball's going to go, but with wood, it's like, you know, in, in March, you know, you guys know you're from the, you know, you're from, you know, this area, you know, the, the weather, um, it's cold in March. So you got to be able to square the ball up. And, you know, uh, we, we ended up putting, putting the smack down on a couple of teams, but, uh, it was, you know, it was good. I mean, anytime you, you
3: win a championship, it's, it's an unreal feeling. and I'll never forget that. Really cool. You're spot on with the analysis of a wood bat versus a metal bat. I myself wish, you know, if it was up to me, every league, even kids down in little league would be playing with wood. Cause if you're good enough to make it to the bigs, you're going to have to hit with wood sometime. Yeah. I
2: mean, I, I think that was an advantage for me. I remember, I know, I know the exact model I swung to, I swung the TH 48, which is the Tory Hunter, uh, which is, you know, another unreal center fielder getting drafted by the Minnesota Twins and meeting him was was pretty cool i i, I remember I, I, that was the first thing i told him i was like tory I, I swung your bat in high school so he was uh he loved it and uh, he's another outstanding you know human being um he's, he's just a great guy and uh yeah i mean he's like just just using the wood bat i mean it's it's game change i mean i remember the first year he we went to it, it was my sophomore year and i was a pitcher then you know i was just you know the ace on the team and i mean a lot of you know one hitter two hitters because it's you know, it's it's not easy hitting with wood, especially when guys aren't used to it. And um, you know, I, I threw a, a couple of a couple of um, not Shane McCarthy level with the perfect game, but a couple of one hitters in there. Um, you know, so it, you know, it was good for me because you know the adjustment going back to metal in college was you know it's easier to hit with metal than it is with wood. So that I feel like was a pretty easy adjustment for me. And then, you know, having that experience playing with Wood in, in high school helped me in Pro Bowl. So, I, I, you know, it was a really good – it was really good for me.
3: Well, let's talk about those college days. You ended up going to Seton Hall, and you already referenced a Seton Hall grad, Shane McCarthy, who's a friend of the pod. Tell us about your favorite memories at Seton Hall and playing Pirates baseball. Um, so I had a,
2: an unreal experience in college. Um, actually pretty special I was the only player on the team my freshman year to play every single game and uh meant a lot to me because you know durability is a big thing I mean you can't you can't produce if you're not on the field and uh played every single game as a freshman and as a junior sophomore year I missed a couple of games with an injury but um you know overall been pretty healthy uh which you know I'm, I'm blessed and you know and I take care of my body but uh yeah it was it was pretty cool and then I remember so quick little story I won won my city championship in high school which was in June um and then I I went to Seton Hall and then I won um the Big East championship my freshman year which we were preseason ranked to come in second to last place we ended up winning the whole thing sneaking our way into the tournament beating you know UConn who had George Springer, Matt Barnes, Nick Ahmed you know a lot of big league guys LJ Mazzilli um and they had even more guys. They were stacked. And uh, we ended up beating them and then beating St. John's in the championship game 4-2, to two, which was, um, you know, it was, it was awesome. Ended up going to a regional, the Texas A&M regional, uh, taking a game off Arizona. So, it, you know, it was, just, it was just really good putting Seton Hall on the map. And I was super proud to be able to be a part of that team and, and be the leadoff hitter, the catalyst of that, of that team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the, the memories I have of Seton Hall – I had some unreal I like those are my, my best friends now too so I mean I actually had a, a house party call on zoom yesterday with the all my team like my, my my class of guys and uh it was just so good to catch up with them and uh you know those are the memories I'm I'm never going to forget living in the dorm room you know playing video games till two in the morning and <laughs> when we should be sleeping and stuff like that but uh you know it, it, those memories I'll, I'll have forever and you know I'll, eventually when it when I'm able to uh, to get a frame because I can't go out and, and look at a frame I want. I'm going to hang up my Seton Hall jersey, um, you know, as a memory in, in the house. I mean, I just – I I, ble- I bleed blue. You know, Seton Halls was, was – made me the person I am today. So, you know, I, I thank my coach all the time. You know, I talk to him still. We're still
3: very close. And uh, it's just – it was just a really good experience. Well, that's amazing. I know you've made everybody at Seton Hall really proud. And while you were playing there, you caught the eyes of some big league scouts. Walk us through what that was like getting scouted and then the draft itself when you saw your name get called.
2: So that was pretty cool.
3: Um, You know, going in, I had a
2: a sophomore year where I hurt my hamstring and it kind of lingered into junior year. Uh, so I missed pretty much the whole fall, which is when they do like the scout day and everything like that. So I was pretty bummed about that. But after realizing I'm I, and me missing the fall, and I was still getting phone calls, I was like, "Wow!" So I, you know, I kind of must have opened some eyes because I never talked to anybody coming coming out of high school, and my freshman and sophomore years never talked to anybody about playing professional baseball. I just I love playing so much that you know I honestly didn't even think about it. You know, which probably, you know, I should have been, but, you know, it, it helped me out because it didn't put extra pressure on me. But um, I remember getting a phone call here and there and, you know, fill out this report and stuff like that, the questionnaires and all that. And, um, you know, people, people love the speed and, you know, anytime I hit a ball in the gap, you know, it's three bases for me. And, um, you know, that's how I caught a lot of attention. It's just using my speed. And, you know, even every time I would hit a ground ball and I would get thrown out, but it was always bang, bang. And um, just always making sure that I showed that, you know, hey, you never know who's watching. Um, and you're, you're not going to go a four for four every game. Everybody, you know, scouts know that. So I got to make sure that I'm able to show my best tool every single time I, you know, I, I get out even or, you know, if I'm on base, I'm always trying to, to, to steal. And um, I remember um, going through the, the draft day and obviously I knew I wasn't going to go. You know, and well, I, I think it's they they do the first first round, first two rounds or whatever on day one. Day two is like three through ten, and then day three is the rest of the rounds. So I knew I wasn't going to go in, in the in the on the first day. Um, you know, not not many northeast baseball players really really do go on the first day, and um, so I watched it the first day. It's just you know cool. I'm getting excited, and the second day it's like yeah, you know a team might take me, but you know probably not. But you know I'm going to watch anyway. And uh, I remember the third day, um, I think it started at like 12 o'clock. And I'm, you know, my, I'm pacing back and forth. You know, when you're waiting for something, time is the slowest thing in the world. You know, it felt like I was up for three days waiting for 12 o'clock, you know, just, just to, to get this going. And I remember 11th round going around and I'm like, didn't hear my name call. And now you're starting to get a little upset, you know, because it's like, you know, they said early on that I was supposed to go on the third day. And then it's the 12th round and you just see names. And it's just another name. And it's not your name. And it's just another name. You know, there's 30 teams. <laughs> the 13th round comes around. You're like, well, now, I'm, now, you know, I'm going back to school. You know, I'm just I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go have my senior year and I'm going to kill it. And I'm going to show everybody, you know, that, you know, they made a mistake and, you know, they should have drafted me. And, you know, I'm a good player, blah, blah, blah. But 14th round came around. And I didn't have to wait too long. Thank God. Um but I remember my name being called, and and I just like I felt like I felt like all the weight just left my body, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool! I can't wait. <laughs> so um, I remember I was in the 14th round, the fourth pick, uh, 410th overall. So I heard 409 names called before me. <laughs> so <laughs> as you can imagine, um, that's a lot of names when, when you're, you're, you 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 want to see your name every time. So, um, hey, but hey, it, it, was, it was cool.
1: Zach, I just want to interrupt right there, Rick. Uh, that, you, it's Your story, like, it's so, so amazing. And I just got chills, like, thinking about it, like, you know, when you're walking through it. And uh, on our previous podcast, we had Jake Kalish on. And uh, he played at George Mason. And he got drafted in the 34th round. And it's, like, stories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the <story>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough because, I mean, that's – everybody, everybody that wants to get drafted. Think about guys. He got drafted in the 34th. There's guys that get – you know, don't get drafted that they you know they yeah. said hey you know we we might draft you because it's you're getting phone calls that day too hey would you take this amount of money and it's like it's kind of crazy because you know you've never been talking about that your whole life and then all of a sudden you're supposed to make a decision on a split second yeah so yeah. it's crazy you know people watch all 40 rounds and don't get drafted so I mean you do feel for a lot of people and, and this year it's going to be a little different too because they're not even set on the the number of rounds there are this year. So. um It's gonna be weird, man. I I don't know what's what's going on, but um, getting rid of all those rounds is gonna hurt a lot of people. So,
3: well, the Minnesota Twins got who they were looking for in that 14th round in 2013, and you came onto the scene and really progressed through their minor leagues, basically almost as quickly as anybody could expect. And you found yourself in Triple A a couple years later. You were one of the all stars. You were named one of their minor league players of the year at one point. Um, so, so you progressed through minor league. I'm sure there were ups and downs, and then you finally make your debut in the show. What was that like? That was kind of that was nuts. That was
2: absolutely nuts. Um, you know, going to uh, flying flying in. I, they I, they fly as first class when you get called up. So, yeah, of course, I'm, you know, they're sitting next to the guy and I'm like, you know, it, it, it's I already was at the field in Rochester, New York. So they f- flew me up the night before. So uh, the next day was a day game. So, you know, I'm just trying to relax like anything. So, of course, you know, the the the, the uh, flight attendant comes by. Would you like anything to drink? I need, I need a drink. I need an alcoholic beverage. Cause I'm, I'm shaking. You know, I'm nervous. You know, I'm, I'm getting called up for my debut. And uh, I remember talking to the guy next to me. I'm like, you know, what do you do? You know, just trying to tell him that I, you know, cause I'm getting called up for my debut. So uh, I remember talking to him and, you know, he wished me congratulations. I remember another day in my life where time just felt like it was going so slow. Um, just because I'm, I'm so anxious for the next day. You know, anytime you, you, you feel like you can't wait for something, it takes forever. So I remember uh, the night before, um, staying in the hotel and um, just, I remember I couldn't sleep at all. I just couldn't sleep. Like, you're not sleeping the day before your debut. And um, it's a one o'clock game. I think I got there at, like, 7.30 in the morning just just to, you know, say hello to the manager, uh, who was Paul Molitor at the time. And uh, I remember walking into the locker room, and it's it's so cool, you know, you're you're sharing a locker room with guys like Joe Mauer, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And um, I was just so grateful to be there. And I was the first one in there because um, nobody gets <laughs> nobody gets to the field at seven thirty in the morning uh, if you don't have to. And um, I went to walk into the manager's office, and he wasn't there yet. And I was like, wow, I really am early. So uh, I remember just walking around, like I just couldn't sit down, you know. It's just one of those things where. I'm um, just so excited you know so excited so anxious to get out there and uh, I remember putting on the stuff and you know just unreal my whole family flew I had 14 people there um, at the at the stadium so um, you know I had my wife and my whole family my agent um, a couple of friends so it was it was surreal you know you see just looking coming out of the dugout will always be my favorite thing and, and like looking up at, at, at the extra tier and seeing um, you know just how many seats there are in a, in a major league stadium it's so cool uh so i mean it was just it was just surreal i mean I'll never ever forget that feeling um it it was just it was just amazing honestly there's no other word to to explain it
3: and I love that all of your friends and the family the people close to you just stopped what they were doing and made sure they got out there to see that yeah uh
2: it was i mean I got called up you know we were hitting b p so it probably had to be three four o'clock. In the afternoon, my wife was with me in Rochester, drove home to pack a new bag of clothes, and then was on a flight at like six of the morning the next day. And that's a five hour drive from from uh, Rochester. So, you know, my family uh, had, a, had a, all came on a flight to, to Minnesota. So it was pretty, pretty special.
3: Sounds like you got a good team both on and off the field there, Zach.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty lucky.
3: So I want to hear about, before I turn it over to Rob, uh, I want to hear about a special day, September 23rd, 2017. It was a crisp fall night. You were playing the Detroit Tigers, as I recall. And walk us through the bat where you hit your first career major league (laughs) home run. So, um,
2: you know, we're going for a playoff race in that moment. You know, we're not locked into the wild card yet. Um. And it's a tight game, tight ball game. Joe Maurer gets the second base. I don't remember if he had a double or, you know, he got the second somehow, but I went to go pinch run for him that inning, the eighth inning. It's like, you know, it's an important run. I end up coming around scoring. It's the eighth inning and we just took a lead or something. We maybe, maybe tied it up, but um, all of a sudden, you know, they, we're not getting out and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm coming up. Like, you know, this is awesome. I'm going to get, I'm going to get an at-bat. Like, you know, I love, love it. You know, it's just, it's playoff baseball. I mean, the re, you know, everybody, we all want to win. Everybody's, this is the greatest part about baseball and uh, coming up and, you know, lefty lefty. And I remember battling, I had a couple of, of pitches, uh, I was fouling off and um, you know, I just, he, he left one up. And I remember I was like, boom, I hit it. I'm like, wow, that's got a chance. And I'm like running around the bases and, um, you know, it, it was so cool. Um, cause I, as soon as I saw it go out, I think I was like almost at third base, but <laughs> I got the jog uh, the rest of it. That's and, that speed. Uh, yeah. And, uh, actually got the ball right here. One of my buddies was at the game and, um, he was at the game and he ended up getting the ball, talking to the people and all they wanted was a, a picture with me. So, you know, I, I got them on the field and, and, um, I got them on the field and took a picture with them and signed, you know, whatever they wanted. And they gave me the ball, which was, which was super nice of them. Um, So it was just a pretty cool feeling. And um, actually it was like, I think it was a, it was the first time in 11 years that I was a pinch runner and hit a home run in the same inning. It was, I I don't remember the exact stat, but I remember I was like the first Minnesota Twin ever to do that, which was kind of cool. But think about it. How many times do you get to pinch run an inning and hit it and you know, get, and get up in, the, in that inning and hit a home run, so um, yeah it was that, pretty it was
3: pretty cool. that must have been one heck of a rally you guys put together,
2: yeah, I think we scored
3: like eight or nine runs that inning, so it was, it was pretty uh it was awesome. I'm glad you were able to also track down that ball and keep that as a memento just to always remember your first home run. I'm sure you'll have many many more in your career. I know uh, you've you've bounced around a little bit both with some injuries and whatnot, but you've You've uh, spent some time with the Texas Rangers program. You're now with the Yankees. I know Rob really wants to get into that. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you've now gotten to the Yankees, and then Rob will take it from there.
1: What up, everybody? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys.
2: Uh so I was with the Rangers last year. I was on the 40-man roster and they DFA'd me, so I became a free agent. And I remember um I remember going to, I was in the mall and I get a phone call from my agent and he's like, you'll never guess who's interested in you. I'm, I'm think like, I'm Mets. No, uh, I don't know. Detroit Tiger, you know, I'm throwing names, Orioles, you know, I'm just throwing names out, teams out there. And if you would have, if you would have made me make a list of everyone who you thought was interested in me, I think the Yankees would have been towards the bottom. Like, you know, and then no way they got so many studs and he's like yeah they, they really want to sign they're interested so and I was like wow well, you know like yes <laughs> it's not not very hard I mean anytime you get to sign with a team like that you know I, I don't care how many outfielders they have um saying you're a Yankee is the coolest thing in the world to me and no disrespect to any other organization but I grew up a Yankee fan and uh you know it's my opinion I think they're the the greatest organization ever. Um, you know, in any sport, because it's just you know I, I, that's the the team I grew up idolizing, and uh, you know just the way they go about their business and oh, you know, championship my uh, championship first mentality uh, is pretty pretty awesome. And anytime you have a chance to compete for a World Series, um, you know, I'm I'm 100 in on that. I'm I'm, I'm addicted to winning, uh, so it, it, I, I just I love it. I just loved every second of it, and you know, I said yes, let's let's do it. Um, you know, I want to be a Yankee more than anything in the world. So every time I had that dream of, of putting on a, a, a big league uniform, it was that Yankee uniform when I was a kid. So um, it was a no-brainer for me to to, to sign with them.
1: Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. To get that phone call to say you're coming home to your favorite team, I mean, geez, that, you're, li- you're living your dream right there,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you couldn't, couldn't write it up any better. Um, you know, obviously, you know it, 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 it. What's going on right now, and you know everybody having to stay home, it stinks. But you know, I'm I'm hoping uh, we get to go back soon and and play. Um, you know, it would be be a dream come true to put on that Yankee uniform. So um, yeah. and compete and compete for a World Series. You know, I mean, if we once we start playing, there's going to be a, you know that means there's a season. So um, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping every day uh, that you know we get to go back.
1: Man, that is, yeah, I, I agree completely. And uh, I, I want to get real specific with this because I, I did the research. I saw when you, when you signed with the Yankees, it happened to be a couple days before Thanksgiving. So walk us through that Thanksgiving day when you signed with the Yankees. Like when I do Thanksgiving and there's a line and we got to wait in the line, like did you, get, did you get to skip the line? Did you get extras? Did you get seconds? Did you get out of the dishes? Did you say, like, hey,
2: mom, I just signed with the Yankees. Do I have to do the dishes? Uh, well, here this is, the, this is the crazy part. So I signed with the Yankees. It, well, it comes out. I signed with the Yankees before that. It came out November 22nd. I got married November 23rd. So I was going to make an announcement on my wedding day. I had everything planned out. Wow. So we're at the, um, the rehearsal dinner and the news breaks. I, I, I signed with the Yankees a week before that happened or a couple days. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know the exact timeline, but, um, I wasn't, I didn't tell anybody. The only people that knew were my parents and, and my wife and nobody else knew. So all of a sudden news breaks and we're like all out and everyone's I'm like, uh, yeah, I was like, yes, I, I signed with the New York Yankees. Uh, I didn't tell anybody. I had it. I had it set up so nice. I was going to make an announcement during the wedding. The the DJ knew obviously. Um, but you know, it was just a crazy, crazy time. Wow. So I, I, I uh, my Thanksgiving, I was in uh, um, Barbados. I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. You
1: weren't getting seconds on the turkey, so. <laughs> no, no, I was sitting on a beach. <laughs> yeah, enjoying yourself. Well, that's awesome. That's unbelievable. And congratulations on getting married. And uh, you yeah, know, thank you. You got a great team, like Rick said, on and off the field um so yeah you got i gotta address the elephant in the room, and in this case it's the dog um you have a dog named derek jeter,
2: yeah, a dog named jeter i mean he's uh he's fourteen now he's a minpin, so he's uh he's he's still kicking man he's he still looks good, you know, I'm thinking he could probably get back out there and uh you know play shortstop but i'm uh, <laughs> just uh just kidding, but no, i mean uh yeah, i mean it was a no brainer for my family, we all were baseball fans and uh you know, we're like we're thinking of names and we're like, how about Jeter? And it's like, that sounds awesome. You know, like Jeter is just an awesome name. It's great. So, um,
1: yeah. And then, and then uh, walk us through spring training. So you get back and like you're, you're, you're ready to go like January up until, you know, March. Like does the spring training feel for you? You're going to your dream. You're going down to Tampa. Um, you're, you're, you're vying for a, a starting spot due to all the injuries to the outfielders. Like walk us through all that.
2: So it was pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, going down to Tampa, um, playing in George Steinbrenner Field, you know. I mean, I've I've never been to a Yankees spring training as, as a fan. My first time in like big league spring training, my first ever game was there. So that was really cool. Uh back in two thousand and sixteen, maybe two thousand fifteen. So um Actually, Brett Gardner also hit a three-run home run that game too, so that's kind of cool. But um, I was hoping the Twins won when I was there because I was playing for the Twins. But um, just it, it was it was pretty cool, um, you know, going down to George Steinbrenner Field. Uh, a lot more reporters with the Yankees than any other everybody else. But you know, growing up in New York, I'm you know I'm used to it. You know, it doesn't I'm, I'm not getting intimidated by that. Um just it was just really cool, you know i mean I, I, it's just a, a really good atmosphere there because you know they're they all want to win, you know, and I think that's so cool i mean, I had a mutual friend in um with a lot of guys, obviously Jake cave he- came up with that organization and uh I played against mike ford in um in college he went to princeton and uh, played for Seton Hall, so we had a couple of midweek games against them and um so I kind of knew him going in and um you know they're just they're just great guys overall i mean there's there's nobody that uh that that that's not has the same mind everybody's got the same mindset you know it's like let's get ready let's let's try to win a championship and um it's just it's it was an awesome awesome feels awesome to be there and i i can't wait to get back i really can't so i'm i'm hoping we head down there wherever we head I, I, nobody knows but um i'm hoping that um we can get back soon yeah, and we hope
1: we hope you get back to it to um, because we're just we're just dying for some baseball, and we can't wait to follow your journey, man. This is exciting. So um, now, uh, thoughts on battling for a roster spot with the Yankees? What what's your thoughts on that?
2: Um, no, I mean for me, I don't really. I I just love the game of baseball so much, and um, I, there was obviously a ton of injuries in the outfield with Hicks, uh, Giancarlo, and. Um, and judge. But um, at the same time, you know, I got to play well. And that, that, that was all I really was, was, was worried about. It was just me playing well, whether I made the team or not, you know, i just, just got to keep busting, busting my ass and, and keep going. Um, you know, for me, it was, you know, I, I wanted to be part of this organization for the bit for the bigger picture being on opening day is great and all, you know, but the goal is to win the world series and it's going to take more than the 40 man roster. I know that. So, um whether it was my time early in the season with all the injuries or you know maybe they need somebody later on in the year but they're the reason why you have a minor league team is because you know there's a lot of guys that you need there's going to be injuries there's going to be you know there's going to be impactful impactful things happening during the season so um I was just I was just ready for whatever happens um and you know whatever it is I'm I'm always I'm always ready so um yeah, well, I, I was hoping to make the team. Obviously, you know, nobody nobody ever wants to say, oh, darn, you know, I don't want to play for the Yankees. I'd rather play for Scranton. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it was a, a situation where, um, you know, it's just spring training just got canceled. You know, it was, it was the the weirdest game I've ever played in my life was probably on March 12th, knowing that the next day – knowing that that was going to be our last game, um, you know, because – I remember right before the game we're in the locker room and all the all the tournaments are getting cancelled for March Madness. And it's, it's just everything was just getting it was just super weird. You know, and it's just like, Well, this is probably gonna be our last game then, you know, that we're you know, we're we're not above the the, the, the regular people. Like if they're canceling that, they're gonna be canceling other things too. So, um, it was a really weird feel knowing that, hey, you know, we're about to something something's gonna happen. So um, but you know, it is what it is with, with the roster spot. I mean, you know, everything I'm a, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. So, um, we'll see what happens. You know, that's the stuff that motivates me is I, I gotta, I know that I gotta keep preparing and keep getting better every single day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I love what you said there. I, uh, I want to let you know, Zach, uh, whether it's in the Bronx or it's in uh, Scranton, you can bet your bottom dollar Rick and I will come out to see a game this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It'll be hard for uh, Zach Granite fans wherever you are. So
2: <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: And uh, I'm, I'm going to do some fun scenarios, fun questions coming up to end the podcast here. So um, let's do some Yankee scenarios. I'm going to bring them back. How do you do 10 at-bats? against Andy Pettit
2: oh god that sounds brutal (laughs) um lefty lefty whoa um I'm gonna say one for ten okay 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 he's got that cutter he's he's nasty I don't that's somebody and I actually ended up meeting him in spring training too and he's a big dude um that can't be fun uh facing him as a lefty so I'll say one for ten Okay. One for 10. All right. Next at bat. You got three more. So there,
1: <laughs> um, David Cohn, 10 at bats.
2: Um, I'm going to say, let's say three for 10, three for 10. Okay. Three All for right. 10, you know, 300. All right. You know, whatever. With okay. A little, a little, little bunt, a little bunt hit, you know, a little bunt hit wheel, wheel yeah. it out. Yeah, wheel it out. We'll go three for ten. All right. So next up, you got Mike Musina. Ooh, with that big knuckle curveball. I don't like that. Um, ten, at, ten at bats. Ten at bats. Go three for ten as well. I like you know three for ten. Three right. for ten. I, ho- I hope I hope like the moose is watching. They're listening. So. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. So now you, you know who's coming. This is the last and and uh, the last one. Ten at bats against Enter Sandman mariano
2: rivera 10 at bats i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say oh for 10. (laughs) there's no i mean i i would i i really do i would love i would i would love to just see it you know like you know what's coming and you still can't hit it that's the crazy part and i i just i want to know like lefties had no success i remember switch handed hitters getting up righty just to just to face him. So it's got to be that devastating of a pitch. And the, I remember I was actually, um, Doug Mankiewicz was my, my manager one year. And uh, he said that, he said that the ball moved so late that you had to swing where you thought it was, but it would actually cut in more than, than you anticipated. So that's why he broke so many bats. But uh, I would, I, yeah, I would, love, I would probably say over 10 with like six ground, seven, eight or nine ground outs to the second baseman or first baseman with a broken bat okay. um, but it, it was just I would I would he would be the guy that I would want to face 10 times because I just want to see it you yeah. know I, I would I would probably be mad and my batting average go on but I would go down but I would I would just love to see what it looked like okay all right now
1: follow up to that question I got a couple more questions here so bottom nine two outs man on second tied game which of those four pitchers are you most confident you would get a hit off of. Uh, it
2: would have. I mean, uh, I would definitely not want to face Mariano Rivera. Definitely would not want to face Andy Pettit, being a lefty. Um, David Cohn, oh, are we talking about there in their prime? Yeah. David Cone's a, a little bit. I, I don't really. I I obviously he 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 retired at a young a younger age for me than, than anybody else. So I, I really don't know like how nasty he really was, which I'm sure he was really nasty. Not you know, definitely wouldn't be ideal ideal to face. I guess I gotta go David Cohn. I, I, you know, I just he's the guy I know the least amount about, um, growing up watching the Yankees so much. But you know, I I would have to say David Cohn. You know,
1: Zach, I I love that answer, and I just want to let you know we're 14 episodes into the podcast, but we're going to Mars with this thing, and I really hope that one of those four pitchers hears this and they want to throw throw to you. I really hope they're like, all right, let's go. Yankee Stadium, 12 o'clock, high noon. Let's do ten at back.
2: Well, if they're gonna, if they're, if they're gonna hear it, and, and it's, you know, we'll do that. Then, then Mariana Rivera, because I'd, I'd love to face that. <laughs> Let's see if I can uh, find him on the dark web and get it over. To him. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. So, all right. So, the next couple of questions. These are uh, favorite clubhouse guy. Who's your favorite clubhouse guy? Could be all the way from high school, uh, college, minors,
2: baseball. Favorite clubhouse guy. Go. Uh, probably uh. The guy I had last year, Sammy, um, the clubhouse guy in Nashville, he was awesome. Uh, every time I needed something, he was just—he was—he was just awesome. He had some great conversations too. So he was—he uh, was a really good, really good guy. All right, Sammy. But what about what about players? I meant players. I, I should have clarified. Oh, clubhouse guys. Your favorite clubhouse oh. guy. Oh, he's hilarious. Um, he's like a riot. Jet Bandy. Jet Bandy was one of the funniest guys I've ever played with. He. Okay. I played with him last year. He's—he's he's a really good teammate. Um, David Carpenter, who I played with last year, I, I met a lot of really good people oh, last wow. year. Um, Matt Davidson, uh, he's another really good guy. Um, you know, Jake Cave, who I played with in seventeen. Nick Gordon, I mean, you got a lot of really good, really good people um, strong, in the game of baseball. Matt Haig, was, yeah. Matt Haig, who's yeah, Matt Hague, who uh, who's retired now, but uh, he was he was really good for me uh, back in two thousand seventeen. Tim Dillard um and he was my road roommate last year he was he's one of the
1: best guys in baseball you know you know we're gonna have to get the podcast out to them we're gonna have to send this out I want
2: them to hear the shout out so <laughs> yeah I mean they're I mean they they know they're they're my boys so um you know right. they're, they're good people so um yeah that probably probably those guys come to the top of the head so Sweet. they're just really I mean I've had a ton of really good teammates um but just I feel like it's easier to remember the, the year before so yeah <laughs> but Jeff Bandy, probably the funniest guy, definitely loosened up the clubhouse more than anybody I've ever played with in my life. Jeff Bandy. All right. And what, and now speaking of getting loose, what's this song? What's your walk up song? Um, what You Know by T.I. I love T.I. So <laughs> um, I kind of stole it from Joe Maurer. Um, but I, I, wa- I walked out kind of coming up through the minors. It was Bring Him Out by T.I. So, I kind of just switched it to what you know, because I loved Mauer's walk out, and I was like, we both had t i he loved that about me, um, so you know I, I said, "You know what, Joe Mauer got so many hits, I might as well see if he, there was any left in these songs, so yeah. I'm very superstitious when it comes to that stuff
1: definitely, definitely, all right, so Jersey round questions right here. I know you're uh you're new to uh New Jersey living in Jersey, but uh you're no stranger. you went to seton hall so I gotta ask these questions. I'm sure you've heard them before, but I want to know for the pod and the listeners. Do you call it pork roll? Pork roll
2: or Taylor ham? <laughs> I knew that was coming. In college, I n- I never I never called the it uh, like either. But until I until I heard it in college, and uh, we're it in Seton Hall. I heard Taylor ham. You want Taylor ham? Taylor ham egg and cheese. So that's what I call it. But now it's like you you say pork roll, you say uh, Taylor ham down here and people like look at you a little weird. So um I don't know. I I still I like t- Taylor ham better, but it doesn't matter to me. I'll say anything. <laughs> it's
1: a North Jersey thing. It's a North
2: Jersey yeah. South Jersey uh, debate.
1: So uh tail tailing into my next question, is there a central Jersey
2: Yeah, that's what I I I heard I, I really don't even know. Um I w- what would you consider would you consider Seton Hall in central Jersey or like No, that's North Jersey. That's North Jersey. That's North Jersey. Jersey and then we're, we're like we're we're Monmouth a little like Monmouth, 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 Monmouth County would be center.
1: Is that I would where, say it? I would argue. I would I'm I'm a big proponent arguing that there is a central Jersey and it's Monmouth all the way to Princeton.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I could see it, but you know, when you're when I tell people I just say South Jersey. But um okay. yeah. I, I don't know. Like I kind of grew up in New York, so I'm kind of, you know, I've only been here for like two months. So. (laughs) I
1: know that's why I wanted to get your honest opinion on this stuff. This is an outsider opinion. All right. So do you call it the beach or the shore? Beach. Okay. All right. I was expecting Jersey shore. I was saying I was from a Staten Island guy.
2: So. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, usually like when I'm going to the beach or like the shore, yeah, i'm in florida or something like that so if i said short there they'd be like what the heck are you talking about
1: yeah <laughs> and then all right, this one i i don't know if i'm gonna get you in trouble i know you've only been here for two months but i'm really working with your seed and holidays best pizza new york or new jersey
2: i mean new york i'm sorry but <laughs> new york is uh got some really good pizza um I love the uh, the barstool sports what they do with the the pizza reviews. That guy's awesome. So, um, but yeah, I mean, growing up in Staten Island, uh, we we had a ton of good spots. And then my mom started making homemade pizza. So, um, not a, a huge go out to eat pizza type because you know growing up Italian um, within a, a big Italian family, um, my mom made really good Italian food. So why was I going to go out and get Italian food? You know, so it was like it was just she, when she cooked, you know, when we ordered out, it would always be like a different, like ethnic food, you know, just something that she can't make. Cause she used to get competitive. Like, oh, my pizza is better than this pizza. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of growing up, you know, All Right, so mom ate, wins ate a lot of mom good wins. mom. Yeah. Mom wins always. <laughs> what about bagels? Best bagels, New York or New Jersey? New York again. Uh, it's just the water, man. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't, just, just uh, there's just so many bagel stores in new york and it's just new york bagels are just i don't know they hit differently i don't know <laughs> they, they hit differently
1: <laughs> all right so being from jersey i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get you some uh jersey
2: bagels and some pizza yeah, well, yeah. We, well we gotta have like a review time
1: i'll uh, i'll i'll uh you know I'll, I'll keep the address on the dl and i'll i'll send it over <laughs> you you can do your own pizza review so <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome well, hey, this has been a lot of fun, Zach. We appreciate you coming on during the quarantine to talk baseball, talk Yankees, talk your, uh, your career. It's really inspiring. And, you know, uh, I'm sure I'm not the first and not the last person to say, welcome home, welcome back to New York, New Jersey. And this is a yeah. dream come true for you. And we're just excited to get baseball out there. And whether you're in Scranton or, uh, or in the Bronx, we'll definitely come and see a game for sure.
2: Awesome, man. Well, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Zach, thank you, man. I echo everything that Rob said and looking forward to seeing you out there on the field this summer. Keep up the great work. And uh, all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.
0: her.